She said, you can be anything in the world you want to be. She said, all you got to do is believe. She said, a person without a dream is a person without a soul. One thing I learned in life, one one crime leads to another crime. You graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was only, it's only two ways out. Either you change your life or you end up with dirt in your face. I wasn't going to miss the young and the wrestling for that shit. Check this. Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Jake. This is episode 111 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. How are you? Let's get one thing straight. I didn't give you a chance to answer. How are you? Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. I hope you said you were good. I hope you're doing well. I can't really actually hear you. I know you knew that, but uh, I did pause as if I could. And you might have actually answered and said, well, I'm not doing so good this week, Jake. And then I said, oh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Well, I'm not glad to hear it. If you're not doing so good, I want everybody to be doing good this week. But let's get one thing straight. That's it. I want you to be happy, to be doing good. I'm not trying to force you into, if you're not happy, you got to go with that. you got to just be what you are right now, and hopefully things are going to come around later on. I think that's that's the truth of the way it is. Everything, it's all temporary, even the good shit. But I digress. Hey, let's get one thing straight. Miss Pat is back. I was in Indianapolis. I got a chance to get together with Miss Pat. And uh, if you didn't hear her on the Jake This Podcast in the past, you should go back and check that out. It was episode... I got to look it up. It was episode... 64, breaking it down for real with Ms. Pat. So you can go back and check out episode, episode 64 if you want to hear the backstory of Ms. Pat. She talks a lot about her life. And this was her and I just having a catch-up. She's an awesome person who has had an unbelievable life. If, if you're me or if you're you, if you're any person, even if you're a person with an unbelievable life, get ready to hear another person with an unbelievable life. So if you didn't hear episode 64 with Ms. Pat, you might want to go back and check that out. Because I'm going to talk to her. We, you know, you might want to know some of her history, where she's coming from when she says some of the things that she's about to say that you're about to hear when I talk to her. So Ms. Pat is back. I'm super excited about that. The night before we taped this conversation, which you're about to listen to, I did an episode of her podcast. She has a podcast now since since I did my first one with her. And so that was pretty funny. And I'm trying to see if she'll let me release that as an episode of on my, uh, here on my feed so that you can check it out and then go check out her podcast because it's not up and running yet. But uh, so that we, we refer to that conversation also. So I don't know what order you want to listen to everything. You might want to listen to this and go back to listen to episode 64 again. Maybe maybe that's how much you enjoyed that or this that you would do that or this next anyway how are you feeling now still good i hope so um i'm feeling pretty good i'm hanging in there this week i had a great weekend in in indianapolis indiana that's where indianapolis is it's in indiana at morty's so thanks to everybody who came out and thank you miss pat uh, this next week, September 4th through 6th, I'm going to be in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities, 2014 Hilarities, September 4th through 6th. I'm about to sell the special that I sold last year, so that I recorded last year in Hilarities, so get ready, get ready to watch that. Okay. September 26th and 27th, Austintown, Ohio at Funny Farm. I'm coming up uh, to Austintown, Ohio 
funny farm in Mo- Mojo's Pub and Grill. Like I don't know. I don't know how to decide how I feel about what's happening to me when I read all of the things that you have to know in order to go see that show. But Austintown, Ohio, check it out. Please, please, please attend. Seattle, I'll be at Laughs Comedy Spot, October 3 and 4. Laughs, Seattle, Kirkland, Kirkland, Washington, October 3 and 4. I'll be at Macomb, Illinois, Western Illinois University Grand Ballroom, October 17th, November 6th through 8th. I'll be in Denver at the Comedy Works. Comedy Works, Denver, November 6th through 8th. November 13th to 15th, I'll be in Albany, New York at the Comedy Works, Northern Boulevard. Oh, how about that? I am going to be in Albany. What do you know? That's the state capital of New York. How about that? Chicago, I'm going to be at Zany's, uh, both downtown and Rosemont. You know what you ought to do is go to my website, and then you can read about all of this stuff, and you won't have to pay such close attention. I know you've been trying to write this down, and now you know all you got to do is go to the jakethis.com website. You know all that. Okay, that's that. Let's get going. Let's keep, let's keep it moving, as Miss Pat likes to say. Let's keep it moving. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Well, thank you for having me back, Jake. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. We're doing a back-to-back because I did your new podcasts last night after the show. Yeah. But it may not be out for who knows how long. It's, it's not going to take that long. I mean, I'm waiting on some stuff to come through. I know by September. So that's not long at all. Okay, that's not long. Yeah. we're in August, y'all. So <laughs> I know. So not like I'm going to release it in November and we all in August and September, so... It will be out by September. Okay, so I just was concerned when you were telling me last night because you were saving it to release for a certain time because of certain reasons that had to do with other things that you wanted to have happen. And yeah. I feel like, look, you're doing it. You got to let it loose. Turn it loose. You'll be doing a lot more later. But I, you're doing. You're already saying that's what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean you're right. I mean, and if it if it don't, if it start to drag on, I'm just gonna fucking release it because I already got like five, six episodes in the bank. So why not? Shall I know. You you know. can, you're going to get backlogged pretty soon. There won't be enough time. Well, don't say that. You think I'm going to jump off a bridge or something, Jay? <laughs> no, but I mean, you'll be you'll have so many episodes backlogged that you'll be putting out three a week or something. That's you, you know, that's, that's yeah. Why. Some people do that shit. Some people do it every day. I, I don't think I have time. I'm married. I got kids. I got no, I, shit to do. I hear you. I've got shit to do too, and I can only manage to produce an hour or two. A week, and that's it. And that's uh, that's and that's what scares me about a podcast because it's so demanding. You know, you can, it's not like you say, "Oh, I'm gonna be a baker today. I'm gonna bake cakes," and then I don't like this shit no more. I'm gonna stop. But with the podcast, where people are like, "What the fuck did you go? What are you doing?" Yeah, you know, if they like you, they'll bug the shit out of you. Yeah, they want it every week. <laughs> yeah, it's like crack. You know, like when I used to be a drug dealer, you knew on Friday everybody was coming with the money, so you had to be there. It wasn't a time to sleep in, but you sleep in on Mondays. <laughs> Friday is your big day as a crack dealer, is that right? It used to be my big days. I don't. No, I know you're not a crack dealer now. I know. <laughs> yeah, that. Friday. You're the weekends are always big because everybody worked all weekend, want to party the weekend. So the weekend was, you know, was always great. Nice. I didn't get high, but everybody else. No, I know high. people. If they're interested in that, in a lot of those stories, those are the last time you were on. And I'll look up that episode number and mention it at the beginning, yeah. so you don't have to retell all that. But it is. But that's an interesting uh, thing to me 
because I always thought of crack as being this stuff that just tears you down. Like you get on that and you're sort of wrecked and done in a short amount of time. But I hear you talking now like, oh, people do it on the weekends and then they're okay. They go to work and they're fine. And it, it just seems like such a more dangerous thing that, in my mind than that. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it handles well, when crack first came out, I think it was so powerful. So it would take tear up families. People are functional crackheads now, so they can go to work. Then they can, you know, I don't they even can like to think about that. I mean, they can go to work. They have something to look forward to. You know, hey, I'm gonna get high on the weekend. It's just uh, like weed heads. You know, you have people who smoke weed every day. And you ask yourself, how the fuck you smoke weed every day? But they look forward to getting off work to firing them up one every afternoon. I have a lot of friends that smoke weed every day. And it slows them down. I had one friend that used to smoke weed, get in the fast lane on the expressway, and go slow. And this fool would get locked up every time. I was like, why the fuck do you smoke weed and get in the fast lane? That's how they're catching him. They know he's yeah, because he's going he, 38 miles yeah, an hour in the, the fast, fast lane. lane. And I, he said, it's something about that wall that I like when I'm high. I said, well, just hit the <laughs> fucking wall. <laughs> something about that wall I like when I'm high. <laughs> he said he felt safe riding up against the wall. I was like, well, hit the fucking wall or stay in the lane where your mind is telling you. You need to be in the slow lane. You- yeah, or, or kind of the next second time you wind up in jail on that, you got to realize that feeling that you feel good about is actually <laughs> the road to jail i think it's the rush just him passing the wall at 38 miles and his mind is really fast with the person behind him. what the fuck is wrong with you dude yeah why you're not speeding so i think he's just feel like maybe he's on a roller coaster i don't fucking know but he always got in the fast lane mm-hmm. and his name was wild bill <laughs> Wild Bill going slow in the fast lane. Yeah, he was a little dude from the neighborhood. He used to date my niece. And um, Wild Bill would get high and get in the fast lane and go slow with no insurance, nothing. Well, would he get in an accident? No, he would just go slow. Yeah. Because, you know, everything was everything is groovy when you high on weed. I, that's what they say. I tried weed. It did absolutely nothing for me. I tried it a long time ago, and I felt like it either made me – just put me out of it. Like I ha- I felt like I was tired. I had to go to sleep. Or else I-, I was too just preoccupied with feeling different than I usually felt that I couldn't get on with it and do anything. Yeah. You know? I-, I can't – I mean, I tried it, but it, like I said, it didn't do anything for me. I mean, it's like alcohol. Alcohol make me really tired and sleepy. Mm-hmm. So if – you know, it-, it don't do shit for me, so I don't use it. Yeah, well, I noticed last night I had a I had a drink while we were talking, but you were drinking uh, Co- Coca Cola. Yeah, you that's know, my you... alcohol, but that perked me up like it was right. late, mm-hmm. so it really like gave me a, a boost of energy. That's what I need. I don't need shit to slow me down because I'm already fat, so I'm, I wake up slow down. Well, wait a minute. You never seem like you're slowed down to me. You always feel like you're going. That's what everybody say. Uh, but I am. I'm tired all the fucking time because, I mean, like last night I got home, I went to bed, and I woke back up. It's my niece's birthday. It's my niece's daughter's birthday, and my daughter want to have Brady. Now to be a supportive mom and act like I give a fuck about my son who played high school football. <laughs> well, you do give a fuck about No, I don't. He ride the bitch. And I've been in his son for two hours watching this fuck ride the bitch. I could have did this shit. Oh, you went to his game this yeah. morning? Yes, I just mm-hmm. came from his game and then dropped my daughter off, and he's just riding the fucking bench. And I'm like, he's like, you're coming to my game? And I'm like, that's not a fucking game. Ask him as I'm coming to watch you ride the bench. Well, how was the game, though? Did his team win? I 
couldn't see that far. I was behind behind the concession stand. <laughs> it was hot out there. I heard they, it. Was, they yeah, lost. I heard it is hot out today. Oh, they lost. Yeah, I'm they saying. lost. They always fucking lose. And he did. Get, he didn't get to play. He got. He got in, Jake. I mean, they run him out there and tell him to hike the ball and get his big ass back over to the side. So. <laughs> oh, that he's the center. That's his position. I don't know what he do. I just know he's big. He's two hundred and eighty pounds. He's he's. he's oh not, my God! How old is he? Fourteen. That's a big boy. Well, he came out 10 too, so he was born a big boy. Right. But, you know, he, I mean, he's okay. He's not serious. You know what I'm saying? I, I think when you give kids so much, they're not, they don't know what it is to go without. So they, they don't take opportunities. Like if I was a football player, if I had that opportunity, you know what I'm saying? If my brother had that opportunity, my kids are, they spoil ass brats. So they're not serious about shit. Well, I, I think. You know, I, I guess it depends on how you how you look at the world, but it seems to me like if he's enjoying himself and playing high school sports, you know, that's not the biggest thing to be serious. Biggest thing to be serious about. The biggest payoff is going to be serious about being in school studying. How yeah, is he at I that? think I think my son played football because they give him a dinner before the game. <laughs> So <laughs> when we were talking last night on your podcast, it was a lot about food and getting free food and not giving people free food because we were talking about kind of differences of cultures and stuff. And you were talking just having people over for dinner and whatnot. And you were saying, no, that's not a thing that happens. But no, black people don't do that. We do. If we're going to invite you over, it's not going to be just to come sit down like the movie Soul Food. That was that was their family all the time. But if you're talking about friends we're gonna throw a barbecue it's got to be a reason a big party it's not just yeah a little you just dinner can't come over to my house and eat my fucking dinner you're not included in this you know you see that shit all no, the time well, we don't do it all the time but we have people over my wife and i'll have people over from time to time like if you came to town and you were hanging out you didn't have so you didn't have anything to do we'd say well hey why don't you stay for dinner you know, I mean, and and I probably will one day say that too when I can afford to feed the guests. But it's nine no, people no, in my house you. right now, so I'm not gonna say, Jake. Hey, Jake, you want me and you to go out and get some eat? Because if we take their asses, I won't be able to go. <laughs> so that's how it's got to work. I see. And plus, I, I mean, I don't cook either. So you got, you know, you got women that your wife probably will really prepare a dinner. She's a she's a decent cook, but I can cook too. You can cook. I know you no, can cook. No, I'm just fat, Jake. <laughs> Stop assuming that I cook because I'm fat. <laughs> well, that isn't what I was assuming. But I'm, I mean, how do you maintain your weight, Miss Pettit? You know? <laughs> Chick Fil A, <laughs> Chick Fil A. They on every fucking corner. Oh, super Christian, keep me fat. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I don't think I've ever had Chick Fil A. Are you serious? And then when they had all that controversy about their anti-gay thing, I, I, cause I, I just kind of feel like it's ridiculous that you would make such a big deal about being anti-gay in 2014. It's just like, shut up and give me the chicken. But, <laughs> um, but then I felt like, well, I can't, I can't go there. I can't support them because they're just so, what? so dopey. But I, it made me want it because as soon as that controversy happened, everybody was talking about like, I can't believe I'm not allowed to eat this. I love it so much. And then I felt like, geez, I'm just finding out about it. I didn't even have a chance to experience it before it's naughty. You know? <laughs> well, I got a gay daughter, and I eat Chick-fil-A. And when that shit broke out, I called her and was like, can you please tell your gay people 
tell gay people not to pick on Chick-fil-A. I mean, I know it's Chick-fil-A talking shit. Can y'all find somebody else who don't like gays? Because I you holding up the fucking line, and I can't get in it. Those white people in my neighborhood was camped out like it was a fucking, like it was a rally or something, with their mm-hmm. blankets all in the parking lot, all on the grass. You couldn't even get into Chick-fil-A. And I was so pissed. And I was like, can you tell everybody that church's chicken don't like gay people? I don't eat church's chicken. So if y'all bag up their drive through I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. It is interesting that that's how, that's how this pro, uh, pro-sexual freedom thing got expressed is like, you got to boycott this chicken. It's just like, really? I, maybe we got to change the laws and let the chicken just be chicken, but... Just let chicken be, but you know you can't. Some people you can't change in this world. So you know, it's. I mean, like they say, the owners. You know, the whole establishment is so super Christian against gay people. Well, then you, of course, you're against something that you don't really know anything about. You don't mean you know. And then they probably got gay kids that they deny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's not easy having something different that you don't want or that you didn't expect. You know, to be to come into your family. I didn't want a gay daughter. But my daughter is happy. My mm-hmm. daughter has had more. I only had like really two or three relationships in my whole life. But she have had way better relationships than I ever had. And they always with women. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it's opened your mind and changed how you how you think about gay people a little Fuck bit. Fuck yeah, because yeah. I didn't like gay women. I've been in prison. I mean, no, I did not like gay women. Gay women was, oh, it was just, I hated them. Because to you, it was about unwanted Sexual advances, is that what you're saying? No, nobody ever hit on me. When I was in prison, nobody wanted to fuck me. Nobody wanted to eat me. <laughs> nobody wanted to eat me. <laughs> I never got like, hey, let me eat you, because they thought I was crazy. But I just thought, you know, I was taught it was wrong. It's, it's like, you know, like I tell my daughter, being gay now is like being black in the 50s and 60s. Somebody, people thought it was a problem. But then uh-huh. when they come to realize it, it's, it's, ain't shit wrong with your sexuality. There's nothing wrong with because your skin is darker. We all the same fucking people. If you peel me and peel you, we all pink up under our soon. I don't want <laughs> yeah, to be peeled. Right. I don't want to be peeled either. <laughs> that's the other thing that you were talking last night about serial killers. But uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, that that is interesting to hear you put it that way because that's what surprised me a little bit about uh, there's a big backlash in the black community against gay people and it was hard to understand because it seems so similar to to sort of the civil rights movement struggle it is what's going on with with gay people now but but that's not the way it seems to a lot of the black community when i when i watch the news it's like no that's we reject that idea. It's, but it's the, it's the, it's the church. They're going to wake up to it. Wait, gonna, but the church is supposed to be about, hey, love everybody. We're but, all people. And then but see, people don't realize that pastors are human just like them. They put all of these black pastors and pastors, period, up on pedestal. And then shit happened like with Eddie Long, the pastor who was fucking gay boys on your dime, taking them to Africa and, and million-dollar trips. And, you know, that just blew black people. My, oh, my God. But, my, but my, it was he a big – sometimes those guys are the biggest, like – anti-gay guys. He was. All he talked about, don't suck dick. So I used to always say, if somebody always talking about something, something in the back is going on. When you always see somebody always talking about shit, don't do this and don't do that, you might need to check them out. You know, if your wife came and you say, are you cheating? Are you cheating? No, bitch, are you cheating? You keep asking me shit that I'm not doing. Are you doing it right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, and he came out and turned out that he was gay. And then my husband started telling me, uh, that shit been going on in a black church forever. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, your, your husband is a, is a religious guy. He's a church guy. Very, very religious. I mean, well, he grew up in so a black church. I mean, like, they went to church. I didn't go to church. I went to church to eat on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go to church every fucking day because their mama is, like, really, really religious. Every day? But they have church every day? Yeah, black people have church. Sundays. No, I'm not saying do black people have church. I'm saying every day there's church. Like, there's you can a, go in there every day every and day? listen to a little sermon or something? Mm-hmm. My daughter go every day. Down there every day, my daughter go to church. Your gay daughter? Yeah. She used to be a she used to be a member of a gay a, she used to be a member of an all gay church in Orlando. Orlando. Uh-huh. And she tried to invite me. I was like, I'm not going to that bullshit. Now I support you eating pussy, but you're not gonna have me set up here with no fucking uh pastor with no first man woman or whatever the fuck it is he got behind him. Because mm-hmm. the pastor was married. I was like, I'm not doing all that. I'm not I'm not going over the bridge for you. What do you mean he was married to another man? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're married in a church, that's the first lady. No, I didn't. Know, I don't understand what you're saying. That's not a thing. What that, are you? You Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish. I grew up. We we were in the Congregational Church or the Presbyterian so Church. We, we, but it's our that church was so. Listen, we can talk about my church in a minute. You go ahead. When you you know when you black okay, the pastor has a, have a wife. She's called the first lady, like the president. You know, Michelle Obama is the first lady. Right. So, so the uh, pastor's the, wife is called the first lady. Yes, she's called right. the first lady in the black church. Yeah. But this her pastor was a guy, and he was married to a guy. So I'm like, well, what the fuck do he call him? The first him? <laughs> I want to know. What do they call him? Did you ask your daughter? Does, is there an answer? Do we know the answer to this? No, we don't know the answer to this because she wouldn't give me the fucking answer. So I'm like, I'm not going to that church. I can't. I cannot. I, I'm not. I can't do that. Just because you didn't know that. would well, not just because of that. That's just a funny part. I don't go yeah. to church anyway. So whether right. you invite me to a gay church or straight church or whatever, I'm not going because I really don't want to tie you know, and church ain't like it used to be. Back in the day, people cared about each other. People don't give a fuck about each other no more. Really? It's a fashion statement now. The black church is a fashion statement. Nobody, Do you think so? Is that true? Yes. People don't care like they used to. Like, people will really come over to your house and try to make sure you was doing good. You get sick. People will come see about you. That mean? That's the main re- See, to me, that would be the main reason to go to church is to be a part of something like that. Not just to get told the rules all every week yeah you know? but that mean people i think i think the world have began to just not you know they don't care about religions anymore i mean people mm-hmm. you know look at look at all the look at the show on on uh on uh adult swim called black jesus have you seen that show no i don't watch as much tv as i should miss pat so i mean when you got black people picking at jesus and, you know, we they say we're some of the most religious people ever because we always talking about God. I mean, and they got a show where God got this dude stealing every day, which is John Wil- Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And they're running around stealing out the neighborhood and, and, and Jesus growing weed. <laughs> so, Man, I got to get back on TV. I mean, people say it's funny, but I was like, I don't want no part you of that watched shit. It. It's called Black Jesus on it's Adult Swim. Black, and he got a quick weave. He got a wig on. Black Jesus got a wig on. And that's John Witherspoon plays Black Jesus. Another no. guy played. Another guy plays Black Jesus, and uh, John Witherspoon is his sidekick. Uh-huh. And his three uh, and his six disciples are, are look like drug dealers, gang members. 
seems like something if I thought it up, I'd be in trouble for being racist. <laughs> but now you're saying this this is actually a thing going on. Yeah, it's a show on TV. So, you know, people don't really care about religions anymore. Well, but more and more people are going to church and more and more people are going to these big giant churches, those mega churches that aren't connected with, um, you know, traditional. It's not Catholic or Episcopalian or Presbyterian or any of those, the ones that you think of have been around since when I was a kid. It's just these giant mega churches where the the pastor is the star and people yeah. love to go and they it's like a big concert and a happy, happy time. Yeah. And, and the pastors are beginning to curse I, on YouTube. I seen a pastor cursing like he was saying, damn. And I think one of them said, fuck. And I was like, holy oh, I crap. I was going to say, damn, I, I, that's not, that's some pretty mild cursing, but yeah, fuck, but that's, he was that's like, a fuck. whole big deal. And then he was like, holes. And he said, thought, you know what a thought is? No. A thought is T-H-O-T. It stands for that hole over there. Not, not, not thought I had a thought. I thought, no, so, I thought it's something. it's T-H-O-T. So if you hear somebody say, that's a thought. So he means that's a hole over there. She's a thought or that's a thought? She's a thought. Uh-huh. That's a hole over there. They're going to change this. As soon as I find out a good new one like this, Miss <laughs> Pat, it gets changed on me. But that's good. But thought all is you, old. All my, all my listeners. Yeah, they, see, that's right. See, it's old, so I'm finding out what? about it. It's about Kinda. to change. I'm going to go out and say, oh, she's a thought. And so they're going to look You'll at me like, yeah, where'd you get your information? <laughs> You're going to get your ass beat if you said to the right person. But if you said to somebody who don't know, then it won't mm-hmm. even matter. And it sounds for stands for what again? That hoe over there. Uh-huh. That's what a thought is. So a pastor was actually saying thought in church, and people were sitting there laughing. And I'm like, he's saying that hoe over there. What is wrong with you people? Uh-huh. I'm not going to give him my dollar talking about the hoe. Everybody know the strippers come from the, uh, from the strip club and go directly to church. They got to be saved, too. Do the strippers go to church? A lot of them do. I guess. I don't know. Jake, you you're right, because you're not at church. We're both I mean, I don't, I don't fucking strip. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was a drug dealer, I went to church all the time. And you saw, you saw all the big-time drug dealers. You remember when, um, when um, Denzel Washington did that drug dealing movie, uh, Training Day? Yeah. He went to church all the time. Mm-hmm. Remember? They locked his ass up at church. So I've kind of forgotten a little bit about Training Day. That was a... I, I, that was a great movie, but yeah. it's been a while since I watched it because it freaked me out. It did? Well, you know, it depends on who you're imagining you are when you're watching that movie. So I'm imagining I'm Ethan Hawke, and all at once he's in a bathroom, and they're going to, you know, kill him. It's I didn't – that was that was harrowing for me. I wasn't watching the movie going, yeah, I'm in Denzel Washington, and I'm in charge. I'm kicking ass in this thing. That wasn't how I was imagining it. So I found oh, training wow. to, to be pretty intense. Well, damn, don't watch The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know who I'm saying. I don't know. Well, The Wire, it's hard to know who you're trying to pretend to be. But not McNulty. He's got problems. I don't even know the characters of it. But I didn't like I didn't. I liked the show, but I really didn't want to get into it like my husband. You know, my husband from a Christian background, so he didn't get to see all of that. I saw all of that shit. And, right. Yeah, and he kept trying to, t- yeah, he kept trying to turn me on to it. And I was like, I don't want to see this shit. And when I finally watched it, I think I watched a whole season. I mean, all the episodes, mm-hmm. whole five season in over a weekend. Because you got into it or just I got because- into it. I was like, this shit is real. This shit is, it just kept bringing back memories to me. And I was like, oh my God, this shit is so fucking real. Uh huh. The way things operated. The, the way things, and that was in DC and you know, I'm from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I didn't know anybody like Snoop, the little bitch on the motorcycle who was killing everybody. You know, one one killer like that. We had multiple killers in the neighborhood. Man, what's that like to live your life when you think somebody might roll up and shoot you, kill you? I mean, you you can't you can't you can't live. You don't think if somebody can roll up and shoot you. You just can't think about it. I know, but I'm not doing a thing. If somebody rolled up and shot me, it wouldn't be like I was doing a thing. Oh, you talk about you know selling. Drugs, you're in work. that life, oh, and you you're, about you're that into all the time. a world where someone. You might. learn to look. You learn to use every sense you got. Always paying attention. I still do that to this day. Like if I'm at a hotel, I walk down the hall and I always listen. Mm-hmm. And I always I make sure I don't have anything that rattles. I make sure I pay attention where the fuck I'm going. I'm always looking over my bag. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You have a reaction if you feel like people are getting too close to you. Like if you're walking down the street and you see someone coming the other way, and then they kind of start to move, so they're going to pass right next to you. Does that? Yeah, I, I get I get the fuck on. If I if I don't feel safe, that I'm gonna if you if I'm walking by you and your head down, or you just look suspicious to me, I cross the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I just pay attention like that. I I don't go out and just feel free. Oh, it's the world. I'm free. I pay a fucking attention. Because, I mean, if I hear a car backfire, I'm immediately hit the ground. I mean, that's just my train of thought. Right, right. I guess. I, I, if I hear a car backfire, I get startled and start looking around. Yeah, that's, well, that's what white people do. But if you pay attention, black people are like, what the fuck was that? You know, they ready to run. Are they already on the ground? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just from where I grew up at. I mean, I don't think you lose that shit, even livingly comfortably in my house now. I mean... I think the alarm went off one night. No, I don't have an alarm. The, uh, it was lightning really hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I'm waking up my husband and he won't move. And it, I was like, fuck this shit. I grabbed my kids and we ran to the basement. Because <laughs> of lightning. I didn't know uh-huh. it was lightning at first. All I heard was something like, sound like someone well, you've was You've been shooting. around lightning before, Miss No, Black. not this kind that was going on a couple of months ago around my house. I was like, y'all get the fuck up. I, mm-hmm. We act- Actually, the man next door woke up too because they thought it was a bomb. Wow, so that wasn't that wasn't yeah. that wasn't okay. lightning. I'm sorry. It was some type of uh, firecrackers. It was right after Fourth of July, and somebody said, I mean, "Everybody thought it was a bomb." So all, everybody ran out their house. We ran downstairs. That's uh-huh. what it was. Yeah. And uh, in your neighborhood, you were telling me about your. This is the neighborhood where you live mm-hmm. now. I live now. Right. Well, my neighbors cut their grass with pistols on their side. No, they don't. Yes, the fuck they do. You got people. My next door neighbors cut their grass and walk their dogs with their guns. Are you serious? I'm fucking dead so serious. So they're kind of gun nuts, right? They're gun nuts, all of them. I, I don't have a gun because I figured it, whoever come to my house, my neighbors are all going to shoot the shit out of them. But yeah, they cut yeah, the grass. Because the neighbors got. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, about having a gun. It's like you're on alert all the time, right? Yeah. You've got to be ready to. To make a decision about a life or death decision all the time. Sometimes I like to just be walking around, you know. Yeah. I don't want to have all that on me. And I don't have a problem with, with you know, with being a concealed carrier, whatever it's called, you know, to carry a gun. But, God damn, if you're going to walk your dog around the corner, do you really need a forty five? What the What's the purpose of the dog? You got a fucking pet bull looking dog. He ain't going to do shit. I mean, you shouldn't have both of those types of weapons is all I'm saying. Yeah, how safe? How how yeah. unsafe do you feel that you got to walk around with all of that? My neighbors cut his grass on his fucking riding lawnmower with a pistol on his side all the time. 
What what's his job? Do you know what he does? Is he is he some kind of a cop or no, something? No, he's not a cop. He told me he worked for the Social Security Administration, I think. But he's always at home building shit in his yard. Uh-huh. I'm like, can you please leave this fucking yard alone, dude? And it's so funny. What's he building? Like a gazebo and a. He built a fence. He mm-hmm. built a deck. He built a smoker. That's what he's doing this weekend. I mean, he put them rocks, and my yard look like shit. And I'm like, can you please leave your fucking yard alone? Because the more you do, the more people say, this bitch ain't doing nothing next door to you. So, but he be outside with his pistol all the time. Did you ever ask him about it? He's obviously got it out where you can see it, right? Yeah. Well, one of them do, and the other one kind of hide it. But, I mean, you all know they got it because you can tell by the, you know, how they walking. Because it's fucking poking up under their arms. Do other people... Oh, he's got it in that, that uh, hol- like yeah. FBI lawman holster thing. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, it don't bother me. I just tell my kids, stay the fuck away from their house. Because they got a gun. You don't know if their kids are going to ever play with their gun. So don't go to his fucking house. Right. Guns... That's the thing about guns. is like you got to be on alert all the time if all you're the, the guy who's got the gun. Because... It's a dangerous thing unless you are conscious of it all the time. That's what I just can't. Who wants to have that on their mind all the time? This guy, I guess. But. I mean, and, and it really don't. I think it really don't affect them until somebody that close to them end up getting killed by mistake by a gun. Mm. You know, then they'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, m- maybe my child or somebody shot another child. Maybe that'll wake them up. Because, you know, that's how a lot of them... I think, yeah, you know. you hope that doesn't happen. Well, I do hope that don't happen. That's why I keep my fucking son away from his house. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, my son go to school with his boys, but I was like, come on, don't, don't go over there. Because, you, I mean, kids play with guns all the time. My son was like, well, well they can't get to him because he have them locked up. I said, kids can get into any fucking thing they want to. Yeah, well, if they're locked up, you better have the only key in your pocket. But it doesn't matter. A kids can still get into shit. They break in, pick the lock or something you talk about? They can about? break the lock, pick the locker. You can't keep kids out of shit that they don't want to be out of, Jake. If they want, when your girls grow up and they want to use your credit card, they will remember your credit card number from digit to digit. Your expiration date and everything else. Take my word. My, I sent my daughter a picture of my credit card. and <laughs> What do you mean a picture of it? Like uh, she needed it for something. Uh-huh. And I found out my daughter was ordering shit all the time on Amazon. She would keep it up on the $10 so it wouldn't be really noticeable. But she was just ordering shit. Really? And then you, but it's getting delivered to your house. How do you not? But I'm on the road a lot, too. Oh, so, right. So you know, she just gets to the mailbox first. And then yeah, you she know. gets the mailbox first. And then it would come. And I was like, you know, she was like, I was like, where you getting all this shit for? Oh, I got points. So I checked my card one day and she just been using my card. Huh. Well, it was only $10. Well, bitch, I told that joke for that $10, not you. How, how old? Is she's 16. And she's doing that now? Well, 16. she was doing that. She was uh-huh. She was like 15. And she was just ordering every other week $10 worth of shit. That's funny. They think they got it figured out and that you're not going to catch them. But you would all you had to do is look at your bill and you would have caught it. I see what you're saying about it. small enough that you kind of glance at it and you go, ah, it doesn't matter. But, but that's how kids are. They, they think they're so, like, I tell my daughter all the time, she thinks she's so much smarter than me. I mean, they really think that we're old. They think we're old and we antique and, you know, they get mad when they see older people with iPhones. We shouldn't have that type of t- technology. My daughter really think I should walk around with a jigglebug phone that flips out with the big numbers on it. Really, that's how old she thinks you are? Yes, because I would ask her shit. She would just snatch the phone. Well, let me just do it. No, bitch, teach, teach me how to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how she thinks. You know, she oh, you old. I'm not got time to be teaching you. Mm-hmm. 
And she constantly do that shit all the time. And go home and ask your girls, do you think I'm old? She's not. My daughter's not old enough to think I'm old yet. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, she's just 10, so she still thinks I'm cool. I bet you she thinks she, you old. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe. She think, I mean, well, I'm, kids- we're older. My wife and I are older than the other parents of kids our age a little bit. Some, some. There are some older parents than us in her in her grade. So, because it's California and, you know, people wait a long time to have their kids. But, but you were such a young mama. How did she... How, how can she think you're old? Well, that's my second daughter, my 16-year-old. Okay, I see. So right. she know so. I had my first daughter young, but, I mean, I'm in my 40s now, and they still, they like, oh, you so old. You, I mean, we ain't even 50 yet. I don't even think we're 45 yet. It's, my husband's not even 45, and they think we old. It's funny how when you're a kid, you know, you're in your teens or your 20s, and you think people who are 50 are old. Or I hear people talking on, you know, I listen to some other podcasts, comics, and they're 30s and they're talking about oh some 50 year old man and i always feel like well, wait a minute i'm a 50 year old i'm not an old guy you know i'm not some creeper dude i mean it's not <laughs> like i'm trying to have sex with a 20 year old but what if i was um <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if she give it to you she legal but you know i mean i i, I constantly tell my i mean even my 28 year old think i'm old i'm like baby we are 14 years apart mm-hmm. come on that's not a lot mm-hmm that's literally not a lot. And she always calling me old lady. I'm like, you about to be 30, bitch. I'm just one couple numbers ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't feel old. Some, sometimes, I mean, sometimes. But I, I feel like I got a lot of fun left to have. Well, know? I do, too. I hope I do if I can lose a few pounds. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't feel old at all. I mean, I don't like to do shit that I used to do back in the day. And, of course, they come with, you know, growing up and being mature and finding well, out who you are. What type of thing are you talking about? Like, I'm not going and sit at no club. I'm not going out to no nightclub. I'm not going out to no bar. I'm not going out to... Well, if you don't like to have a drink or something, what's the point in going out to do that? I guess you dance. You could dance. I, I, I can't dance. <laughs> You're not a dancer? No. No, I'm not. I've never really been a dancer. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a really reason to go out. I mean, like, when I go to different cities and people be like, why don't you come hang out? I don't want to fucking get drunk with you tonight. Right. I don't want to hang out. I'm I'm grown. I want to go to bed. I want to watch HGTV. I want to see what the fuck going on on HGTV. That's the real world of me. What's HGTV? Home and Garden TV? Yes, nobody Because yeah, you like people. to do a lot of projects around the house, right? That's your That's yeah. your spare time. You don't build things in the yard. You build things inside your inside house. Inside the house. Where nobody can see them. <laughs> I do a good job, too. I, I like doing that. I mean, that relaxes me, mm-hmm. and I like paying stuff. I mean, I love doing that type of shit, and it saves you a lot of money. Yeah. What's your latest project? Uh, I bought a dining room table from Craigslist for $300, really nice. Yeah. Had a few scratches on it. I took all of that shit off and put it back on. I can't take Craigslist. I feel like maybe if you're buying stuff, it's better. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to sell something on Craigslist, the people who show up, my God. So I just can't take it. They call up, and they want to know if you're home, and then they're coming over, and then they're 45 minutes late, and you got to go do something. And then they sh- you know, they show up, and then they're mad because you sold it to the person who came beforehand. I had a lady like that. I sold, a, um, I sold an entertainment center. And uh, she was like, you told me you was going to hold it. I said, bitch, this is Craigslist. This is not Kmart Lailway. How <laughs> dare you? And she texted me for two days. I said, if you don't leave me the fuck alone. 
She's, this is after she didn't get it. Now yeah, she's after mad. she did. Oh, it was, it was a dry year. That's what it was. That's what I, I had somebody that was mad. It's like, look, I don't know what you think is going to happen, but I sold it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You know? And and they would, they, this lady hound me for two days. How dare you sell a dry? I said, bitch, it's first come, first serve. You know, this is not Lewa. This shit wasn't new. Well, I'm let trying it to go. Get, get over it. I mean. I cussed this lady out. So finally she left me alone. And then I saw the entertainment center on Craigslist. I love Craigslist. I know people get killed from it, but I don't fucking, I don't try to do back massages. I don't try to sell pussy. Uh And I don't put electronics on there. I mean, you say you got an iPhone or an iPad. That's what people been getting killed over. I just sell furniture. Oh, really? People get killed over an iPad? Yeah, we just had a shootout in Indianapolis. A guy was met a guy at Walmart to sell a couple of cell phones. I I mean, iPhones. Mm -hmm. And they had a damn shootout. At the Walmart. Because the guy was trying to rob, rob him. To steal the iPhones. Yeah, steal the iPhones and iPads. Man, people at are desperate. At a full-blown shootout at Walmart yeah. parking lot. Oh, my God. It just seems like you could just, uh, whatever you spent on that gun, you could have got yourself a nice iPhone. I mean, Contract, it's, it's pay not it worth nobody. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth anybody's life. It seems but, ridiculous, and right? And, you know, you had a father... I can't. I don't know where it was at, but he went to go buy his son a car mm-hmm. off Craigslist for like ten thousand. Short with the ten thousand dollar, went to go test drive it. Came back and a man shot him in the stomach. There was no car. Shot him in his stomach and took the took fuck the money. Took the money. So that's another. That's another way they getting you. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna buy my car from the CarMax. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't have a purpose for a car. I mean, I'm not going to take $10,000 to your house. I'm sorry. If I agree to get the car, let me text drive, and then we're going to meet you at the police station. Not in the parking lot. We're going to meet, go on the inside, and we're going to do the transaction in a sale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the police actually will allow you to do it that way. Well, but... get, they're beginning to help out. They said if you don't feel safe, you can come to the police station. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm quite sure they was like, hey, I, I want to do a trans. Uh, a Craigslist transaction. Can you come out here? Make mm-hmm. sure this food don't kill me. Oh, man. That's where we're at. You talk about people not wanting to help each other out or be people nice to each other. People now, it's so common that you're selling something on Craigslist that's over a few hundred dollars and you want to go to the police people station. People don't love each other no more. I mean, people don't care. They don't care. I mean, they just want... It's like... It's like they want separation. I don't know. It's like we're going back towards the 60s. Look at all this race stuff been going on. I mean, any little thing you say, people want to say you racist. I don't think everybody is racist, Jake. Well, yeah, well, we're getting into such a such a world now where it's getting divided, and now you can barely have a conversation before someone says that you're a racist, and then it's just like, look, I'm only trying to communicate. Yeah. And all at once, I'm racist. I Can we just stop accusing each other, trying to understand each other a little bit? Exactly. And I mean, I tell people all the time, I say, just because somebody don't agree with you or don't like your lifestyle or don't know nothing about your lifestyle, that doesn't make them racist. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. I mean, black people are quick to say, you fucking racist. Well, I think we're more racist (laughs) towards black on black than anything. I mean, to me, a lot of black people have something called the crab effects. You don't want to see the other one get to the top. You want to pull them down with you. Like oh, we I don't see. Support. Like the crabs pull each other down. Yeah, the, the bucket, crabs right. pull each other. It's called the crab effect. I mean, think about this. Where in any other race and community do people go up and set up their business and make more money than the people living there, black people? 
think about you bringing up you bring you bringing the nail shops, you bringing the hair shops, you bringing this, you bringing that, but all the business in the hood is never really ran. Ne- probably two percent is ran by African Americans. And what? But why is that? It's not be- because African Americans. I because see. I never know if in, it, what if you we're walk in there and it's a black person, and I'm black. You immediately say, I'm not dealing with this motherfucker. He ain't got his shit together. When they probably do have their shit together. I mean, it's like black really, don't want to shop with black people. You'd rather go to a business that's run by somebody else. Some of us, yes. And I'm, I'm guilty of that, too, because I, like, I have a rental home in Atlanta. And I tried to give, I tried to, I didn't say I'm going to give the business to black people. I said I'm going to, this is what I did. I called three white plumbers and I called three black plumbers. And not intentionally, but, well, yeah, I'm going to be honest. So I call them out there. I say, whoever got the best bid, the professional, I'm going to give them the work. My tenant tore up my house. So I chose the cheapest bid, which I should have never did. This black guy was really, really nice. My mind said, go with the bigger company. They insured. They're going to mm-hmm. do a good job. But, no, I wanted to help this little small company, black dude. Motherfucker set my house on fire. The plumber set your house on fire. No, he was heating and air conditioning, dude. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. He was heating right. and air conditioning. Fucker set my house on fire. I sued the shit out of him. He filed bankruptcy and then come out of the bankruptcy. So now I got his license on hold in Georgia. He got 18 months to pay me $2,500. Is he going to pay me? No. But had I used my head and stopped trying to say I want to help somebody of my own race and went with the bigger company, my motherfucking house would have never been sat on fire. Yeah, except, you know what, i got to say that story is, and to me it sounds like an example of you're making something about race because there was an element of race mm-hmm. in your mind because you had some other choices that were different races. But the fact is... What he did, I don't see how it has anything to do with race. He's just hes just an asshole. He was an yeah. asshole. I went with the lowest bid and trying to help a smaller bid. I said, well, you know, these other dudes got these big companies, these mm-hmm. fancy trucks. This is a small heating and air conditioning dude. And it really wasn't because he was a black man. He was the cheapest. He, and I went with that But he's fucker. a crook. And it doesn't have anything to do with his race. And guess what? I said I would never, ever do business with my people again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shit turned me off. I feel like any time you're making a decision based on race, you you setting yourself up for trouble. What you should have been making your decision on maybe was competence or what you thought. Well, you know? I mean, I did. I mean, I do him. get that you're trying to do the, your other criteria was price, but price is not the best. That's just a separate thing from race. Price is not the best way to make a decision either. Well, yeah, and he was a small company, too, mm-hmm. that happened to be a black yeah. man. So he was the smallest of all the companies. And, and you know, the, the, he was 800 where there was at least three, mm-hmm. $400 more. So when I chose him and that fucker set my house on fire, I don't want you working on my house, my people. I'm sorry. But then you, you but th- there's a problem because you allow other people to come into your community and get your money and take it out of your community, and you wonder why you're still living in fucking poverty. <clears throat> That's just like people, I used to tell people all the time, when you take your money, I live in Plainfield. And if I came to Cornwall. Well, where is that? That's, that's, that's uh, west of here. Well, you described that neighborhood before a, to me. So you're class. saying it's more, it's not a black neighborhood. It's not a black neighborhood, but it's a middle class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the average income is probably 50 to maybe 140,000, something like that. Right. So to fill in the blanks for people who've been listening to this so far, yeah. the guy riding around on the lawnmower with his gun makes good money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a black guy doing that. No, it's not a black guy. But I don't shop outside of my community because my kids go to school in that community. And I learned that over the years. 
You know, uh-huh. you in the black community, you never shop. Black, we never shop in our community. We would go to the rich white neighborhood to their malls. And I tell people all the time, I say, when you do that, you help in their community. You're not helping your community. Mm-hmm. Why are you not shopping at the mall in your community? Well, you, it's hard to shop at the mall in your community when they don't stole every fucking thing. They don't jack well, the price they, up. Maybe the stores aren't as nice, right? Or the prices the stores are aren't as nice. So, but how do you fix that? Who knows? I mean, even with the whole thing with Ferguson, them setting their neighborhoods on fire, I'm like, your taxes are going to go up. You're going to pay for that shit. And you, QT was insured, and you still going to pay for QT. You hurt mm-hmm. yourself all the way around. Yeah, well, I, I had it kind of like I was saying last night. I had to turn that news off because I just could not deal with what was going on. It just can't, like, why isn't it stopping? Doesn't it eventually just like, you've got to stop this and and reset and kind of work on fixing it as opposed to just keep tearing it down, you know? Well, you know, th- that whole situation shocked me, too. I mean, even with and, – and I try to tell people all the time, I say, you know, I try to look at it from both points. You know, you automatically – I don't want to say because a white cop shot, shot a black guy that he was racist. You know, we don't really know what was going on. I mean, I don't think he just – I'm hoping that the man didn't kill the boy like that because he was black. I think if the boy hit him, he was enraged, and he got out and fucking went crazy. That's what. That's how I see it. I mean, I try. I try not to put. I try to keep an open mind. In my mind, I don't want to believe that people will hate me because I'm black. But it's true. Some people do that. I think. Well, you know, again, we were talking about this a little bit last night, and so the race element is at the beginning where. He thinks like I got to go talk to this person. Maybe, maybe that had some element of race to it, or maybe when the kid decides I'm going to hit this guy, maybe maybe he's got if in his mind the guy, if the yeah. kid hit the guy. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If the kid hit the guy, maybe that had a race element. And if the if the cop then is mad at the kid about that, maybe it's out of proportion because of a race thing. But then when he's actually shooting the gun, it's like, look, I, it's hard for me to. Is that a race thing or that's a person who lost his mind? It's like to me, that was a cop, person who lost his mind because this cop has to know that is unjustified force. Sh- you know yes, that you lost somebody. your mind. I, I, I don't. You, but police but, officers are human too. But and that's, that's the what, other thing is why we, we were talking about that last night. Why? Are most of the cops in that neighborhood because they don't get out and vote? They don't. They say, and I don't. I don't. This is not rare for rare, but I think this is what I heard. They got sixty thousand people in that community, and only fifteen hundred voted in the last election. That's a problem. We Mm -hmm. all got to start voting, and I think that's. I I got friends who don't vote because they. they, Everybody kind of, I think, feels like, oh, it's everything's running smooth. I don't need to participate in it. But look, if you're not voting and you're not calling up your politicians and expressing your opinion and trying to make the political system operate the way that you know it's supposed to operate, then you're letting shit like this happen yeah. because you're not supervising it. Yeah, you know? and I, I lived in a community like that in Atlanta. When I first moved there, the police force was all white. But you had – and it was a lot of, you know – Caucasian people living there, but they started to move, and it, we just had this big shift in like one year, where your whole neighborhood went from like mostly white to fucking mostly black. But you know, nothing was changing. And I, I want to say the police was kind of harassing black people. I don't get harassed, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. have kids that, you know, my kids don't get. My, I have never experienced my kids getting harassed before, so I don't know. But I do know when I started to vote. I wanted to 
put people in the community who understood me, who wouldn't be afraid of me or wasn't used to dealing with me because I'm black and you you come from a different walk of life. Mm-hmm. So I got out and vote. You know, I remember when we first got our black sheriff and we the neighborhood was going through a big transition with people who had like low housing income vouchers like Section 8. They was moving in our neighborhood and the sheriff was like, they was trying to sell drugs and shit and we got a black sheriff and he's like, I'm not having this shit. And he buckled down on their ass and he stayed buckled down on their ass until he was no longer sheriff of Clayton County. So I think, you know, if you get out and you do the right thing in your community, then, you know, shit will be better. You know, well, right, you, and that same policy that that sheriff was doing, it might have been harder for him to do it if he had been a white, white man. Guy. Yeah, of course, it so, would have called harassment, racism, and, and I don't know why it's like that. But that's what we got to get past is is making everything about race before we have a chance to find out about if it's right or not. You know, like we need to crack down on people trying to sell drugs in our communities. No matter who the race of who is in that, yeah, situation. but but when you do that, when a, when a white officer go to the projects and patrol the projects, first thing they say, "What the fuck are you here for? You ain't from this walk of life." But I'm the police, bitch. I am the police. Right. But that's racism going the opposite direction, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, you don't want them in your community because you know when you black police is a white want you mm-hmm. in jail. No motherfucker, every police wants you in jail when you breaking the law because you hurting the fucking community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a convicted felon. And I know I was hurt my fucking community. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up because I it's I forgot that for a second. I, um. I told a guy one time he was like I was in uh, I served my country and uh, you know he's a military. I said okay, well what you want me to do because that was your choice. I said if you want to be technically, I served my fucking country too. I was in jail two years, a whole year, and no crimes was committed in my neighborhood by me. That's called serving my fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be technically, but you know, right? But that's all behind. That's you now. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. No, I'm, I'm, right. I get out and vote. I mean, I don't bake the cakes and I don't do the fundraising. But convicted I felon, you're allowed to vote, right? Or no, you yeah. can't. You yes, can, can. Yeah. in Indiana. You can yeah. in every way you can. I voted in Georgia. I, I really. Made it I right thought they had. The I thought that. I thought this was some kind of a law that where you couldn't do that. I made it before the cutoff. But now it's now if you're a convicted felon, you can They can't. say now if you're a convicted felon, you cannot vote. But somebody told me if you're a convicted felon and you haven't committed a crime in so long, you can go out and get a gun. A gun. That's what a white dude told me. I don't want a gun, but that's what I don't he want told a gun. I, yeah, but it, it's I feel like then then you got this system where we're trying to lock people up to make money for the criminal justice system or people are taking a plea bargain to because they don't want to go to trial and risk a jail t- sentence. And then as a consequence, they're not going to be able to vote forever. Yeah. And, and that's stupid to me because every, you know, I, to me, everybody deserves a second chance in life. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just cause you fucked up here. Don't mean you always going to be that same person. I was crazy when I was 16, 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no guidance. I was out there by myself, but I'm not that same person now. So think about had they locked me down where I could never vote. Right, right. You know, and here I am. I don't got my life back together, and I'm I'm working, and I'm paying taxes, and I'm a homeowner, and I care about my community, and I'm trying to live like an American citizen. But you're gonna tell me, oh, because you sold dope in 1992, you're not allowed to vote? That's not right. Well, but they're doing that. 
They're yeah, they're doing it. They, just like your criminal background history. Personally, I think if you have convicted felon and you have not committed a crime in 20 years, it should be expunged automatically. We shouldn't have to take you to court, go to court and say, hey, I haven't did nothing in 20 years. Can you expunge it? Because that shit keeps you from getting a job. I've right. lost a lot of jobs for being a convicted felon. They were gas station jobs, but I'm just saying. How does it show up? How, do, how does your employer find out about they it? They run a criminal background history. And they uh-huh. only, some of them go back 10 years. If you go back 10 years, you won't see shit. But if you go back 20 years, you'll see a whole bunch of shit on me. Mm-hmm. And most employees, I, employees, I think, go back 10 years. I had one that go all the way back because I was a manager of a speedway, and they fired the shit out of me. What's a speedway? A gas station uh-huh. throughout the Midwest. Oh, man. When I first moved here from Atlanta. So they fired my ass. And now I, that you're a comedian, though, nobody's checking your criminal background Nobody checked my criminal background. And, and yet I, you've turned it into an asset. You can go up <laughs> on stage and talk about it. Yeah, when I say I'm a convicted felon, people are like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, they don't have uniforms, you know. They come in all shapes and forms. Right, right. So a lot of people be shocked when I say I've been to jail. Yeah. Well, all those things. Well, that's a, we talked about that kind of stuff last time we talked. And so if people are listening to this and they're curious about you, they can go listen to that. Or there's you got all these other podcasts that you've talked about that. Yeah. I but I wanted to ask you about one other thing in light of that, because that's – all of these things that have happened to you in your life, and you seem so positive to me now, and, uh, you know, you're just a nice, good person to me. You're fun to be around. Do you – did you ever struggle – just this is another thing that's in the news now because Robin Williams committed suicide, yeah. right? And we're comedians. You and yeah. I are comedians. And so we see a lot of people who depressed. are depressed, right? And uh, did you ever struggle with anything like that? Um, no, I never really struggled with depression because depression, because I always told myself, don't dwell on nothing. You don't have control over. I cannot control the shit that happened to me in my past. I cannot control, you know, I didn't, I mean, I was a kid. So if I don't have control over it, I, I put in my mind, just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of this shit is starting to come back up that I have to deal with. I'm not going to say it's depressing. It touches me. It makes me cry. Do I get sad? Fuck yeah. But I don't know what depression feel like to even say if I ever had depression before. Yeah. I've been sad. We all have. That hopeless feeling, though. You don't You don't have that hopeless feeling or, or that. When somebody don't book me at a club. <laughs> right. You feel sad or you're, you're upset that you're not getting what you want. But you haven't ever gone to that place where you've, con- you've considered even thought about any kind of suicide, hurt yourself, none of that. No, no, not me. No. Because I've always, like, been, like, what you see now, this is the way I've always been. Happy, go lucky, laugh. I mean, I just laugh it out. Mm-hmm. I like to laugh. I like to, you mm-hmm. know. So, no, I, I don't think I've ever been depressed. And what do you, so what does it feel like when you hear, because I'm, I'm more of a person, I have been depressed, and I have kind of struggled to kind of get a hold of myself and say, look, you got to just ride this feeling out. Um, what, is, what does it feel like then when you hear it? about some something like Robin Williams does it just seem like a mystery or uh um i mean i don't know what depression looked like i mean i was right. shocked about the whole thing and i met robin williams last year at you the did? thoughtman theater i was out there the thoughtman or something like that thoughtman now not, now no, no, now yeah thoughtman, now i got the, the thought thoughtman, the th- now, 
Now I got thought in my head. I know, me too. But I met him at a theater in uh, California near his house. And he oh, came, the Throckmorton. The Throckmorton, yes. I told you in, it was similar. Yeah, in Mill Valley. You did, yeah. did you do a set at the Throckmorton? I did a set yeah. there. And he came out, and he's like, hey, Miss Pat. And I was like, holy fuck, how the fuck do Robert Williams know my name? So I was like, how do you know my name? <laughs> That's the first shit I could open my mouth and say. Right. He's like, I know everything. I was like, well, I don't, you don't fucking know me. And he stood there, and he just talked to me. And, I was, and you know, I'm a young couple. I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to fucking Mark from Mark and Mindy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. I was just, I was fucking a groupie, and but he was just running his mouth. But he knew you from he had seen your set had, that I, night, or I think he saw my set or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I, I, and I. But think he was nice. You had a nice he was conversation. Really nice, yeah. but his spirit was like low. He had mm-hmm. like to me, I kind of like connect with spirits. I think it's kind of weird. Like I can tell if if I can walk into a room and I can tell who don't like me. Just by the energy that mm-hmm. they give off. I don't know how I got that extra sense or whatever the fuck it is, but I kind of know when I'm wrestling, when my spirit is wrestling with yours. And to me, his was kind of low. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was well. depression. It was just like maybe a little not happy. Because I looked at him and I was like, damn, for him to be Robin Williams, he's not, he don't look happy. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, in my interactions with him, because I had seen him talk to him from time to time he that he was quiet but i always felt like it was like he was kind of on the it's like hey you and i are having a conversation but i don't want to be too big or else everybody else is going to start coming over you know people want to say hi and get his autograph or whatever they want and and i think me being a young comic i was expecting that high energy robin yeah you know that you see on tv so he was this more settled person that's funny even though we are comedians and we know, like, look, the you on stage is different from the you yeah. sitting here with me right now. And I mean, to me, you know, I thought that's what I thought of. And I was like, why is he so, you know, right. you know, yeah. seem not, you know, not like even with the picture in his face now that I look back and it's like. You know, you're like, well, damn, was that depression I was standing next to? Well, I think that's what everybody is doing now is going back and trying to go back in their mind. And if they have any personal stories with him like Mm -hmm. you do and I do, and a lot of people are going back and trying to see if they can remember something that makes it make sense. But I I think sometimes it's just like that's a private thing that's going on inside of him. And maybe we were seeing a glimpse of it or maybe we were just seeing a guy doing his – being at a different level in his day, you know, you don't know now. Well, you know, they say we're the most darkest, depressed people in the world, and I believe that. Comedians. Yes. Comedians. Yeah. We got some crazy. I mean, just think about how Richard, I mean, what, what was his background like, you know? Who? Richard Pryor. Yeah. 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 You know. Well, that's it. Yeah, that stuff. I mean, I don't know enough of his story, but right, he, with lighting himself on fire and, and the drugs. drugs. I mean, you yeah. ask yourself, why do. People, such talented people get on drugs. And I I see, like, when I go out to L.A., people are so fake. And I think people are just so, when when you're famous and you can't have no privacy. Can you imagine, motherfucker, you in the shower and you got a little popsiropsy or whatever the fuck they call peeking through your window? Paparazzi? Paparazzi. (laughs) I call them paparazzi. (laughs) Yeah. You know, peeking through your window. You can't even go to get your nails done without somebody flashing pictures of you. Mm -hmm. That's got to be fucking crazy. It's got to make you crazy, right? But I think the drugs, at least most of the comedians that I know that have gotten mixed up and in trouble with drugs, it's started off as they thought they were having a good time. Yeah. You know? Well, that's drugs always. Alcohol. One leads to another one. 
Yeah, well, you think you're having a good time, and then before you know it, you're doing it all the time, and you're not. You're more that under the influence self than you are the just you're not under the influence self, and then you know it gets a hold of you, and you go. You get well, you probably under. like the more high version of yourself. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, people. I think it starts off. People think that's what they like, and then they get depressed because they they're they're lost and they're not themselves all the time, but. Now, now we're two comedians talking about depression. What do we know about that? I mean, I don't know anything about addiction. I, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know why why we use drugs. My sister spent her whole life on drugs, and I truly believe that it was to hide some of the fucking pain that we went through as kids. Because my sister's been high ever since I've known her. Really, she just now gotten clean when she got out of jail this year. Mm-hmm. So, and I think now that she's not high, she can't get high. Because she had to go do all these drug tests, she got to face reality of what's really going on in the world. But is she feeling better about being sober, clean? I don't know. I mean, I talk to her from time to time, just to call and check on, hey, how you doing? And, you uh-huh. know, and when I try to talk to her, you know, her mind to me ain't all the way there. Like I tell her about, you know, she got she got four girls that I had custody of and she got them back and they all got on drugs. and They all had kids. And I was like, well, you know, your 20-year-old daughter have five kids. Well, I told her to stop having babies. Uh, really, bitch? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't <laughs> seem like telling people that stuff. You know, but what are you going to do? You can't stop someone from... Yes, you can. Her really? daughter moved with me, and the first thing I did was when I got that pussy tied down. What are you talking about? Oh, you got her on birth control or Fuck something? Fuck yeah. I got her some up her back, spine, neck, everything. She can't get pregnant. Oh, so you put in the, she's got the, yeah. the strip thing. So it's not, you don't have to remember to take a pill or anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can easily go do that. And I told my niece, my niece had just had a baby. They was, you know, she was going through some financial issues. And I was like, you, the first thing we're going to do is tie that pussy down. Well, that's interesting because I would have thought that they were getting pregnant because they didn't care if they had a baby or not. They but they don't give a fuck if they have a baby. But babies are expensive. Yeah, no, I know. My, I, most of the people I know are on birth control and they take the pill because they want to not get in that situation. But you're, this I mean, is a it, whole different thing but you're talking I, I, about. I guess when you when you when you live in that lifestyle and you just popping babies out, it's okay. We just pop them out and pass them on to whoever. You know, pass them on to whoever wants them. You know, you don't really want them. My niece, twenty three years old, with five foot, with four damn kids. Can you imagine that? Twenty three with well, four kids. Twenty five. One twenty three with four kids and one twenty with five kids. Man. Yeah. So, can you imagine? I mean, got no, I can't. Of- my life. If I did that when I was in my twenties, I wouldn't have got anything done in my life. Jake, I had any two. of my dreams. I wouldn't. I would have been so. Yeah. Just and, done. And now she was like, oh, I just go to work and I never have no money. Bitch, you don't supposed to have no money. You got four kids. Right. Your baby daddy in jail. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to have some money? I never had time to myself. You had plenty of time to yourself when you had your legs in the air. You should have fucking swallowed. Miss <laughs> Pat. That's what I tell all the time. How the fuck you going to want some time to yourself? You got four children. Get mm-hmm. your ass up and clean up and, and cook these kids. And nobody told you to have all these goddamn kids. You act like kids are on your Kroger card. What? They act like kids are on their Kroger card. What does that mean? And it's a grocery store. A grocery Kroger's store, a grocery yeah. store. But You can just go to the grocery store and pick up a kid and it's okay. No, motherfucker, you had to work to get that kid up in that vagina and then carry that kid. And then you got to take care and of that kid. Now you got the responsibility yeah. for how many years, I guess that right? wasn't a good analogy. Years. A lot of my analogies would be fucked up. 
<laughs> I got that from my mom. <laughs> yeah, well, I just couldn't figure it out there for a second. Kroger. Kroger threw you off. In the grocery store, yeah. Yeah, but I told I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with having sex. I, I, I don't think I ever told my kids don't have sex. I'm not going to say don't have sex and wait on Jesus. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say be responsible at any decision that you make in life. Yeah, don't get pregnant. Don't get pregnant. I told my son when those kids got arrested at college for fucking some girl, they got drunk. I said, now, this is a dumb mistake that just ruined three football players' lives. They was arrested for fucking rape. The girl fell out, and they all had sex with her and videotaped and put it on Facebook. Well, it's just such terrible cruelty and stupid, stupid behavior. People just not thinking about what they're doing and not being compassionate towards another human being. And Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's the life we live in. And I, I constantly tell my kids, what you do today will fucking affect you tomorrow. Where you can ruin your life or change your life in one second. Yeah. One, one blink, one you can blink your eye and your life can be turned upside fucking down. I always told my kids that. I always told my son, you would not be no thug. You would not be running around here with your fucking pants hanging down. You would not be dropping out of school. You would not smoke weed on my food stamp. That's not what the government gave me food stamp for to get high so you can eat up the food out out of terms. No, motherfucker. Well, you're not on food stamps now. I'm not on food stamps now. My son is 28. That was 20-something years ago. But I always told him, you're not going to come in my house high. I'm going to fuck you up. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that problem. I was just just blunt, straightforward. You know, I'm not going to be your friend. I'm your fucking mama. You don't have to like me, but you will love me, and you will always fucking respect me. My kids are 28 and 27, my two oldest ones, and you don't curse in my house. You don't curse around me. You don't talk. I love that you're saying that right after your big speech about fucking this and fucking that. And yeah, I curse now. I curse them out, but they don't curse me out. Right. You're not going to disrespect me because I fucking put my hands on you. And I tell all my kids that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. You're not going to smoke in front of me. You're not going to drink in front of me. We're not going to party together. I'm your fucking mother. Right. That's tough talk. And they listen, too. Well, I, I just hope I never have to talk that tough with my daughter. Well, you, you know, I hope she's going to be sweet and I'm not going to come up against <laughs> her like that. Like, well, look, I'm laying down the law. Too. You're talking about some kind of UFC <laughs> smackdown, you know. No, but I mean, I don't have to use those words. I just choose to, to kind of ma- really make them go in there in uh-huh. their head and let them know I fuck you up. You know, <laughs> you probably say, now, baby, daddy will have to spank We you try and out. talk about it. Now, our, uh, my way with my daughter is different than what you're talking about and different the way that my parents were with me a little bit. And so far, so good. But we try and keep it about I'm talking to you and I'm explaining to you. And I don't want you to feel like you're living in a world where it, I, I'm physically forcing you to do something. I mean, if it came to that, I would do it. But I don't want my daughter to feel like, look... If someone wants you to do something, what they do is they physically force you to do it because I don't want her to try that later in life because that's how you can get hurt trying that outside of your family. Now, as a parent, of course, if my daughter was up to something, the only way I could keep her safe was to physically stop her from doing something. Absolutely, I would do that. But I'm trying to keep it like, look, I'm doing this for your protection. This is the reason that you can't do that. The reason you can't but drink alcohol or something. But they don't give a fuck about that. I mean, you say, oh, they, they think we're lame and we don't know shit. That's how they think. Well, oh, so far I've been okay. Oh, you, but, she's but 10 no. right now. Yeah. But you wait till she get that period, get those little first set of areolas going. 
The material pop out. I'm just telling you that whole demeanor, that that whole thing changed, and it's horrible. Girls are horrible. I mean, the mothers don't get along with daughters. We don't like our daughters Mm -hmm. because it's something tough, right? Yeah, it's so fucking tough. So I was 16 year old now. Jake, all she do is talk, and I say to myself. And I, I think I'm a pretty decent mama, so I have to curse out of my mind. And I, when she's talking about bullshit, it's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. What does she want to talk about? But you don't bullshit. say that to her. No, you don't I say, say that to myself. Right. I say that to myself. I have to. I can't you try say and to listen my to daughter. her. You try and listen to her. I, I, my ears are open, but my mind is saying, can you shut the fuck up? I don't care. But she's 14. What she she's mean? 16. 16. What Today she was talking about somebody... Some high school shit. Somebody had sex, and the boy's telling everybody, and she told her friend, "Don't you don't have to admit to doing anything with him. Keep your business to yourself. She's telling me this like, I give a fuck, Jake. I don't give a fuck what goes on in high school. I didn't go to high school. Right, but she's telling you that sort of to get validation from you to see, like, does that is that how you think that she should be acting? No, or? that ain't what she wants. She just want to gossip. So uh. I just say, okay. Okay, Gariana. I said, well, what did you tell your friend? And then did you say this, Gariana? And how's your friend doing? But in my mind, I'm saying, shut the fuck up. I really don't care. I get I get that you're saying You never that said that mind. in your mind? You're not going to admit to it, okay? I don't want to admit to it because I feel like when you admit to it, you give it power. You make it worse. You know, I mean, she's not going to listen to us for another 20 years, Jake. No, so, but what I'm trying to do is listen to her and actually care if i can i'm trying to I mean, see some if i shit can I care. care about but i don't want to hear what's going on in high school you know high school is supposed to be the best days of your life my no. my son my son loves high school my daughter hates high school so you know and i tell i say you know you come home you go to sleep you don't want no job you don't want no life so how do you expect to have friends so don't come up here whining and talking to us that you don't have no friends well, yeah, high school can be tough like that if you feel like you're an outsider. But that's good advice is get a job. You can get friends from getting a job. Get My son that- is 14. He works at Chick-fil-A. He works. Do you get a discount? Fuck yeah, that's why I got him a job at this chick fil But my daughter don't want to do anything. I mean, and I'm not the type of person. I think life is too short for bullshit. So mm-hmm. hearing some shit about high school, that's bullshit to me. Go talk to your daddy. Your daddy gives a fuck. I'm going to get your hair fixed. I'm going <laughs> to buy you shoes. I'm going to take you to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about the little emotions that you're going through because it, that ain't life. You know, you got somebody mm-hmm. paying your bills who feeds you, who take care of you. Try paying this fucking mortgage. That's what. That's how I'm thinking. To me, you got to right. Good but life you don't want to say that to a kid too soon. Of course, soon. I'm not gonna say that yeah. to her, Jake. I'm telling you, no, I no, got I that get alter it. All right, ego all right, that be right. saying, "Fuck you, I don't want to hear this. Go fuck yourself." But I have to play like. So like, you just took her to get her hair. Yes, and she talked me to fucking death about. Do you have to go nothing. pick her up then? Yes, about five, six hours. You know, it takes like seven hours to do our hair. Really. <laughs> She's braiding it, so it's going to take like seven hours. What does that mean, braiding it? Put it putting rows in it? Or? Yeah. Well, she's getting a lot of them, and there was, it was $200. $200. It's going to take five hours. She's got to sit in a chair while someone's doing her hair for five hours. Six hours. I don't have the patience. Me neither. That's why I'm so glad she's over there all day, and I don't have to hear that fucking bullshit about high school. Do you think she's telling the hair person about it? What are they doing? No, she probably texting up Instagram and Facebook. That's what they do. 
All they do is brag. Oh, I'm getting my hair braided and it's two hundred dollars. I got new shoes. You know what young people do. I never had an opportunity to do that shit. You uh-huh. know, if I, I wish he was selfish back then. I would have to take a. Can you see us running around with Polaroids in our face, take trying to take the picture backwards so we can have a selfie of ourselves? Yeah, I don't know that. All that stuff it seems silly to me. That just this is what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing right now. I mean, I guess we're do. doing it a little bit because we're promoting our shows, and this whole conversation is sort well, of. Well, this is grown people shit. That is key yeah. shit. I mean, we and you know we we at an age where we need their technology. You know, we need what the young people is doing to make people realize that we're we're still here too. Right. Well, and it's our technology. We're the people who are yeah, the same age that, as the people true. who invented it. They're just they're just getting they're, it, they're getting it, they're taking advantage of the stuff that people in our generation did. Yes, sort exactly. of. I mean, I'm not saying that we did it, but I'm saying <laughs> they think that we're old. But it's like all the stuff they're doing was made possible by people who are uh, who are our you age. Remember the first computer that moment was dot 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 dot. Oh, where it had that little the C prompt, the C with the colon, and then that little arrow, and you had to type something in, like like do telling it to do something either in a machine language or the, you could sort of do it a little bit in English and then it would do something. Remember the first handheld, I mean the first Atari? Remember the Atari? Where it was like little dots? That's what the means was. Now they look like grown full people. But yeah, yeah, the first yeah. One. yeah. Well, I remember Pong, that just playing ping pong on yeah. the computer was a big deal. <laughs> that You could suck up an afternoon doing that. Yeah, you can't even get a kid to touch Pac-Man these days. No. I damn near died for Pat Man when I was little. Yeah, I liked it. I pumped quarters into that machine yeah. at a comedy club. You know, my husband want to get one now. For we have a basement. I was like, we're not getting no fucking Pat Man machine. I don't got time for that old shit. I mean, my son got an Xbox and and he got a PlayStation. Yeah, it's just but, gonna be your husband down there playing Miss Pac Man. That's sad. Yeah, that's it. So I'm like, no, get your old ass upstairs and watch the History Channel or HGTV. He don't like HGTV. He like old shit, like old best baseball games that really pisses me off. Cause I actually He'll watch old sporting events. I know they have those on, but oh my yes, God. and I hate him. And I told him the other day, I was like, "Why the fuck are you watching Beirut? Everybody in that game is dead. The fans dead. The cameraman dead. The announcer dead. Everybody dead. The people who watched it on TV is now dead. The fuck is you watching this old ass dead game for?" <laughs> <laughs> and what does he say? It's history. Fuck history. He love history. Yeah, so, I, that doesn't seem like history to me. But I, that's a lot of that stuff. It seems like it's. I I always feel like I'd rather be learning something. You know, watch. He what, watch all of that shit. Out. He watch. You know, he was in the military, too, so he watched all the World War ones, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and then he then he'll go from that to ratchet shit like Atlanta Housewives. Ratchet is what. Ratchet is ghetto. It's right, a new you told me that ghetto. before, I guess. Yes. Right, ratchet. So he'll go from that to ratchet shit like uh, love and hip hop. I hate them shows. I can't. I don't have time for it. I, I although I, it would be a good learning thing that I yeah, could get up to teach speed. you some. I mean, I already know what the fuck they talk. Well, about. Well, I would learn the word ratchet probably from that show. <laughs> but you learn. You learn what ten thousand dollar pocketbooks are. You learn what ten thousand dollar. Oh, you mean like designer? Purses. Yeah, designer yeah. purses. We call them pocketbooks down south. But you learn what really nice bags are because they all told them. In, but that, and that's a, 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 a ratchet thing? 
to do no, that? No, that's not ratchet. You just see, you know, everybody want to be the women's on TV. You know, like Nene Leakes, she walk around with a ten thousand dollar pocketbook. Well, you have people in the ghetto wants that ten thousand dollar pocketbook, so they'll go buy that same brand, but it's a knockoff. I got better things to spend my money on than a exactly. ten thousand dollar. I don't give a fuck about no purse. I keep my money in my TD anyway. So if you snatch this purse, you got old food that I did not finish and bills that I wasn't planning on paying. So thank you and run fast. Yeah, they need to invent a bra that's got a little wallet pocket in it or a place for your cell phone or, you know. That would be nice. <laughs> I might need to get it on could, that. Yeah, maybe you got a little pocket up in the, the side cha- or in the especially front. Especially the change because I put change in my titties and uh, the fucking dimes and nickels make my, nip- my nipples really sore. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Take um, your bra and sound like a piggy bank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have the, like the, uh, whoever owned a nickel or dime, the imprint being your titties. Yeah, how do you get it back out of there? It doesn't come out then until you get home. You're not reaching in there to pay your parking meter or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. that all the time. I mm-hmm. put change in my bra. All the, I put every fucking thing. My driver's license, my car keys. I mean, I got a big top, so I can do that now. Right, I can't even. Well, guys don't even wear a bra, but maybe I should get a bra just to carry my shit around. It's better than a fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I I always learn so much talking to you, Miss Pat. Well, thank you for having me, Jake. Yeah, thank you for coming over. I can't wait to the next night. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell my fans when that comes out or, uh, or, uh, you know, and link, I, link I to it and all when that. You, when you release this one, I'll make sure I tweet. Okay, well, let's go eat. Let's go eat, God dang it. All right. <laughs> Talk into the machine, please. I'm talking. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. Let me tell you something. Miss Pat and I are very different people, but I love her. She is a great, great person. She's a lot of fun to spend an afternoon with, and I look forward to every time I get to see her. And I really want to say thank you, Miss Pat. I don't know if you listen to this after you do it. You did it. You don't need to listen to it. But thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoy Miss Pat. Um, she's got a podcast coming up. It's not out yet, but it's going to be out. It's going to be out. you got to be ready. Get ready. Be ready so you don't have to get get ready now so you don't have to get ready later. And then later on, while everybody else is getting ready, you can sip a nice cool drink. How about that? That's a little bit of advice. That's free, O-charge, F-O-C, as they say in the game. Anyway, don't give up. There's going to be plenty of time to give up later. There's been a lot of giving up. There's plenty of giving up going on out in the world. Don't be part of it. Don't be part of that. Be part of be part of this. Be part of what we're doing. And I'll see you out there at the nightclub. Thank you. Bye bye. Check this.